Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. And our top story today, student loan forgiveness is headed to the Supreme Court. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Betsy Mayotte is the founder and president of the Institute of Student Loan Advisors. And she's also a 2022 recipient of Money.com's Changemakers. Betsy, great to see you. Congratulations. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Nice to see you again. And, and again, congratulations on, or not again, but congratulations on being a, uh, a change maker. We certainly think very highly of you on the Broadcast Retirement Network, and we appreciate when organizations like money.com uh, recognize people like yourself. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Um, you're, you're such a person of a lot of great humility, but really you have done some amazing work when it comes to student loans and getting helping individuals. Betsy, let's talk about student loan forgiveness. And uh, this is something that we have talked to you about every time you come on. It's something about student loan forgiveness, student loan debt. It seems like this thing has been sidetracked. Maybe that's an understatement. And now it looks like it's headed to the U.S. Supreme Court. What can you tell us? Yeah, so there was a bunch. And this wasn't a surprise. I mean, student broad student loan forgiveness has always been uh, a really controversial topic politically. Uh, and so it wasn't a surprise to see some court challenges when the Biden-Harris administration announced the broad student loan forgiveness plan on August 24th. Most of the court cases that we've seen have not had a lot of teeth. Now, what you have to remember is that in order for a court case to go forward, the plaintiffs have to have what we call standing. And what that means is they have to prove that they were actually going to be harmed. You can't just file a case because you don't like something. <laughs> you have to prove that you're going to be harmed by it. And most of the cases have sort of been thrown out right from the start because the court considered that the plaintiff didn't really have any standing. Now, there was one case that was filed by six states. Uh, it's uh, Nebraska versus the Biden administration. And uh, these six states have two things in common. One is that they're all red states. Uh, the other thing is that they all have in their state uh, a loan uh, holder that manages a certain type of older federal student loans. And their case initially could have had standing, but the Department of Ed made some quick changes to their plan to sort of remove that standing. But that case, surprisingly, has has moved on. The Eighth Circuit uh, put an injunction on the forgiveness until uh, it was settled. And then the Biden administration sort of said, all right, enough of this. We don't want this to drag on. We want this settled. We want to be able to implement the forgiveness. So they actually went and asked SCOTUS to, to review the case. And so that's where we're at right now. It's on a fast track, a very fast track. If you consider that normally cases that go to the Supreme Court take years to even get heard, uh, this case is going to be heard in February. Uh, the end of February, and we expect a written ruling by June, uh, which is, again, extremely fast for a Supreme Court case. Yep. Now, there's another case in the Fifth Circuit that also sort of went that far, and the Biden administration has also asked that one 
to be considered by the Supreme Court, and we expect that they're sort of going to be looped in together. All right, so fast track, U.S. Supreme Court's going to weigh in on all these things. Again, beyond above my pay grade and my level of expertise, I'm not an attorney uh, at all. Uh, Neither am I. No, right, we just play one. I just play one on TV. Here we go, uh, Law and Order, Criminal Tent. Okay, so Betsy, what does this mean? If I'm someone who's applied for student loan forgiveness, now I'm kind of in limbo uh, because it hasn't been approved, can't be approved until this uh, this decision. What do I do? Because eventually the student loan companies are going to, or the uh, the federal student loan needs to be paid. So what do I do in the interim while February is just around the corner? It's not tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, the short answer is prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Uh, the good thing is, is that the Biden administration has extended the payment pause uh, until June and uh, or until the Supreme, you know, until this is decided, whichever comes first. And as as I said, it looks like that's going to be June. So we should know before payments are due whether this forgiveness is going to go through or not. Now, if it doesn't go through, we're not going to have a lot of time to plan. So borrowers, again, prepare for the worst, hope for the best. So take a look at where your student loans are, what the payment's going to be. Uh, if you don't think you're going to be able to afford the payment, start looking at what options might best fit your budget now uh, and apply for those you know, prior to the end of June. So in case the worst does happen, you're in a good spot to have an affordable loan payment once the payments do restart. Now, now, Betsy, is this something that your website, your organization, freestudentloanadvice.org, is going to have dedicated content? So if I'm, if I'm watching this and I, I want to follow along, of course, you'll, I can't say of course, but we'd like to continue to have you back on the program to talk about this. But if someone needs real-time answers or real-time information, do they go to freestudentloanadvice.org? Uh, we, we're not attorneys, so we tend to stay away from, you know, posting legal advice or, or, or legal, the, the legal challenges. The best place to see what's going on is studentaid.gov, mm -hmm. which is the Department of Ed's website. And in fact, borrowers can sign up for updates. So they actually will get an email once the forgiveness open up, opens up or, you know, if the worst happens, if the court strikes it down. They'll get automatic emails from the Department of Ed. Very, very good recommendation. And Betsy, what if I am a, a, a child, a, a parent who's thinking about taking student loans in the future? Is there any lesson for, and it could be not be a child, it could be an adult like me who's going back to school. Are there some lessons to take away knowing that forgiveness is still kind of up in the air? Uh, so maybe I can't count on it, but are there some things to take away uh, before I sign up for that federal student loan? Absolutely. And I'm really glad you asked that question. So first of all, any new loans taken out after uh, June 30th of 2022 aren't eligible for this forgiveness anyway. Number two, you should never borrow anticipating forgiveness. What's going on right now is like a once in a lifetime situation. Um, it's never it's never happened before. It almost certainly will never happen again. So you should only borrow what you know you're going to be able to comfortably afford to repay and absolutely do not count on loan forgiveness. Yeah. You make it sound like it's Haley's Comet, and, and in some ways it is. I it remember, is. I, I remember is. seeing Haley's Comet in the 1980s. So this is to that level. You, we may never see Haley's Comet in our lifetime. And, you, and as you said, we may now see student loan debt forgiveness. Hey, it's a Monday morning. What can I say? I'm coming up with all sorts of craziness. <laughs> well, Betsy, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about managing student loan debt in retirement 
hey, there are a lot of people in that situation. We're going to discuss it when we come back. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Well, Betsy, thanks as always for staying with us this morning with for seg segment number two.
Yeah, no problem. This is uh, so. This is a big problem, as I alluded to um, in the, uh, the go- outgoing uh, segment, uh, finishing up segment one. There are a lot of seniors out there who have student loan debt, either their own or their co-signers on someone else's student loan debt. So, Betsy, how pervasive is this issue, and uh, what do we do about it? I'm so glad that we're covering this topic today because it's been a pet policy issue of mine for a long time. You know, when people think student loan debt, they still assume that the typical student loan borrower is in their early 20s. And as you pointed out um, in the beginning of the segment, that's far from the case. And, you know, borrowers over the age of 60 are the fastest growing uh, population with student loan debt. They actually have the highest default rate as well. Uh, And... Part of that is because uh, oftentimes they're taking that debt on late in life, either because they went back to school later in life, or maybe they took out loans on behalf of their children or co-signed, as you pointed out, and they don't have the, you know, future career, hopefully increase of income to sustain that. And then once they retire, oftentimes they're on a limited income um, and don't have the ability to make more. So there's a, there's a real struggle there. Yeah, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, the outs- I'm reading this now, the outstanding student loan balance held by Americans age 60 or older increased to $126.6 billion. That's, that's significant. Now, are these people potentially included in the, uh, in the student loan forgiveness at all? They, they are. Um, there's no age restriction on the Biden-Harris debt relief, nor, uh, and they are allowing Parent PLUS loans to be included in that. So they are, you know, assuming they meet the other income requirements, and it, of course it passes SCOTUS, uh, they are included in that. Okay, so let's let's get, talk about some tips, because if you're 16 and older, I, this should not be a shocker, but you, you have less time on the planet. I mean, if you think, think about people lasting until, we're going to last until 100, and, you know, that's fortuitous, and and great if that's possible. But what do you do to kind of minimize having this anchor around you kind of weighing you down and that anchor being debt, not just student loan debt, but debt? How do you how do you ensure that you don't have this weighing you down? Well, you have to make a decision. Is is it your goal to get rid of the debt? So as you put it, it's not weighing you down. Or is it your goal to you know, be able to live comfortably and and be able to free up as much monthly money as you can. You know, the nice thing about federal student loans is there are lower payment options and there are, even for Parent PLUS loans, uh, options based on your income. So if you have a limited taxable income, it's possible to have a very low or even $0 payment. So some people make the decision to just take that $0 payment or that really low payment uh, knowing that after 25 years, the if there's anything left, it'll be forgiven. Uh, other people don't want that anchor around their neck, and they try to pay it off as quickly as possible. Betsy, uh, not to be a Donnie Downer here, but if you do pass on and you have debt, this is something that weighs against your estate. Uh, again, both of us are not attorneys, but just from a practical matter, uh, just because you pass away doesn't mean that you don't have to pay what's owed to the credit card, to the student loan uh, provider, et cetera? It depends on the type of debt. Federal student loans are discharged upon the death of the borrower. Uh, And for Parent PLUS loans, they're also discharged upon, God forbid, the death of the student for whom the loans were taken. 
private loans, if they've been co-signed on, or even if the borrower is the primary borrower, it depends on the private loan product. Uh, some of them do uh, bill the estate. Some of them do not. It, you'll have to, people have to take a look at what their promissory note says. Uh, my understanding is that credit card debt and other forms of debt uh, tend, do tend to go to be billed to the estate. And Betsy, what about um, just to think that it's not a, a panacea that if you pass on and it's wiped off, what does this mean to things like your credit score, your credit worthiness? If you need to buy that new car, you want to get, you want to rent a apartment or a or a condo or a home. Does this student loan debt factor in in some way on that credit score that so many lenders, so many uh, businesses use? Oh, for sure. I mean. Most um, lenders it not only look at your credit score, but they also they also look at your debt to income ratio. And if your debt to income ratio is off, uh, or you know beyond the scope of of what their criteria are, it could either lead to a higher interest rate on whatever it is you're trying to buy, or you could be denied altogether uh, from being able to purchase a home or a car because your debt to income ratio is too high. Yeah, so it's it, it it's there to hang around, and and it's why. It's so important to manage this as, as best you can. Betsy, we're going to have to leave it there. Again, congratulations on the Money.com Change Maker Award, notification, acknowledgement, acknowledgement. And we look forward to having you back on the program again in 2023, my friend. Me too. Thank you. Happy New Year. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, somebody you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, or visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.